God bless you, everyone. My name is Pastor Jose Martinez. I'm the pastor here at the Resurrection Center. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, today we're going to be bringing a word from God that God gave me this morning, and I'm going to be sharing it with everyone who's watching and those here who are in attendance. If you have an opportunity right now, I want you to contact someone, call them, amen, and tell them to tune in. We are available on social media, live, Facebook, and also YouTube. Our address is at TRC413, and our, and our website is www.resurrectionspringfield.org, amen. So take this opportunity, copy, share with everyone. As God has given me a word for the times that we're currently in, now is the times for you to heed to the Spirit of the Lord and understand what the Spirit of God is saying, not only to the world, but to the church body itself. Amen? Let's go to Psalms 139, verse 23 through 24. And I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. Amen? Psalms 139, verse 23 through 24. And it reads, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my anxieties. And see if there is any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way of everlasting. Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to read your word. Please give us the revelation, the wisdom, and the understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. As we all know, the world today is in an in pandemic that turns into a pandemic. For the last two weeks, everything has been shut down. And each and every one of us is looking for a sign or for a word from the Holy Spirit. How to approach this. And how to make sense of this. I want to apologize to the church body for the ministers that have failed to prepare the people of God in the sound doctrines of the Word of God that brings correction, transformation through revelation. And many of us today are sitting in churches not knowing right from wrong. We have become living zombies, going on a day-to-day -day operation and living life not knowing what God has asked from us or what should we be doing. One of the things that I love about Psalms 139 verse 23 verse 24 is that the author David gives God full control and authority to search him. Many of us have not been searched by the Holy Spirit because we are afraid to a certain extent. But there are things in us that God wants to pull out of us. And many of those things, you are not aware of them because you're living life based on what life gives you instead of living life with purpose, looking forward for destiny. And here, the writer, in other words, is saying, God, is there any evil deeds in me or any evil habits that I'm under or things that I'm practicing or things that I'm doing that are not pleasing to you, O oh God? I give you the authority. I give you the right to come and search me and seek these things. I believe that this psalm should be our daily prayer. 
Every morning that we wake up, we give the Holy Spirit the right to search us. That our hearts will be right with God. That there's no jealousy, no evil deeds or works of the devil in us that don't allow the Holy Spirit to fulfill in us what God has called us to do. It is our responsibility as believers. But the church of today, to a certain degree, has lost sight of the reverence to God. Many attend church for entertainment. Many attend churches because the pastors have become rock stars in the pulpit instead of ministers of God. Many churches today are friendly seeking churches that are only looking out for people who are interested in what they have to offer and not what the Spirit of God has to offer. Many churches today are not confronting sin. They are compromising with sin. And today many churches are closed because they never thought the day will come where something of this magnitude will shut them down. And many are going to start reconsidering the churches that they are attending. Because it's a time of time out where the presence of God is going to be felt for those who really want it and they're going to be able to discern and know what is right and what is wrong. Many of you have been bewitched by ministers that have come with their own agenda in the name of Jesus. Using the name of God for propaganda and also for personal gain. And God is saying, enough. We have to discern. The Bible teaches us that we are to test every spirit. The spirit reveals the works of the heart. And the works of the hearts are the plans based on whatever man has subject himself to. There are many men who are men of God and there are many men who are not men of God but call themselves men of God. Who are taking advantage for their own lustful desires of people who are innocent. Who don't know right from wrong or no, no better. And God is raising men who are filled with the Holy Spirit that are confronting this. This is not time for positive messages, for prosperity messages. These are times for sound doctrine, for messages that bring the revelation of the, of the Holy Spirit into the depths of the hearts of men. Are you with me, church? God is saying to us today, that we are supposed to be living a life in reverence to Him, in fear of His Spirit, and not fear that makes you afraid, but fear that makes you recognize. When the Holy Spirit woke me up this morning at 4 o'clock in the morning when I was praying, He said to me, three things I want you to share with the church. And I began to meditate on these things that He was showing me. And I wrote them down. He says, I want you to teach the church today how to recognize. I want you to teach the church today how to repent. And I want you to teach the church today how to return. Now many of us have yet to recognize our sins or our shortcomings. There's no conviction whatsoever. We do things based on the way we feel and not based on principles. 
And we need to recognize that we as believers have a responsibility. We are called accountable for every action. And it is our time to rise up as men and women of God and turn from our wicked ways. There are things that are not pleasing God. And we have ignored those things because we don't want to deal with them to a certain degree. But now God is confronting us in more ways than one. To repent is to turn. Turn from what? From your wicked ways, the way you process things. I used to walk at one point in my life thinking a certain way that God didn't want me to think. And, I, and that became a custom, that became a part of me. So it was easy for me to sin and know that I was wrong and also justify it. And God confronted me and said, that mentality can cost you your salvation. Because what I have rebuked, you have to rebuke as well. What I have embraced, you have to embrace as well. And we have to pursue righteousness. Righteousness comes from God. Living accordingly to the way that God has called us to live and not the way that we want to live. There are many people today who are in self-denial. They believe that the blessings that they have came from God, when in reality they didn't. Some of the blessings that you have today, you brought them upon yourself by corruption. And you're calling them blessing, when in reality it's not a blessing. It's something that you did to manipulate something, to get it in return. That never came from God, but you used God's name. And that's an evil deed. And God is calling us today accountable and saying, no, we have to address this. When you repent, you address the root of the sin. That's what happens when you repent. You address the root of the sin, the root that is causing you to act that way, to talk that way, and walk that way. Many of us are still cussing. And with the same mouth, we glorify God. And God has had it. I know this is a message that many don't want to hear. But this is a reality. We have to come to realization that there are things in our life that are taking place right now that God is calling us to repent from those things. There are many ministers in church Jealous of one another. Fighting for position. That saddens the Holy Spirit. In more ways than one. Because we are supposed to be a body of unity and love. Love is pure and love comes from God. Meaning that your brother's blessing is your blessing. Not that your blessing is a competition to your brother's blessing. That's not a God. And many of us have ignored that because we have obtained these habits and they're so normal to us that it comes to us like second nature. It is so easy for us to lie and deny the power of God because we have lost touch. And God is saying to us today, we, met, we better recognize, we better start repenting and returning. Because the days that we are facing, these are the beginnings of sorrows. 
like a woman that's in labor. It's the beginnings of sorrows, the beginning of growing pains. Understand, church, that the churches of today have lost sight of the meaning of the kingdom of God. They have turned their churches into literally social clubs. Instead of holding people accountable, they're putting out surveys. How do you think the service was today? And they're asking this to carnal, fleshly people who are walking in through the doors, not spiritual people. So instead of holding accountability, they're passing out surveys to see how they can better serve you. There's no better service than the service of the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit takes you out of your sin. The Holy Spirit takes you out of the state that you're in and brings you into a state of restoration, not a state of entertainment. Where true transformation takes place not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. Because you become an outlet of the power of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit is taboo in the churches today. It is not normal for people to speak in tongues. It is not normal for people to be slain in the spirit. No, no, we don't want none of that. We want our worship that becomes our worship for ourselves in 45 minutes or 30 if we can do that. Positive, mind-thinking <coughs> messages to help us ignore our flosses and live a life full of lies. That's what we're doing. That's what the state of the church is doing. And God has interrupted them. Because right now, all of these congregations that once preached that, what are you going to say to the people of God? They can't even come close to you because of this coronavirus. If you would have been preparing your people... If you would have been preaching the truth, your people would have never got caught off guard. But they got caught off guard because you lost sight that God is still in control. And God is still capable of doing what you think he cannot do. And God is interrupting cycles. Vicious cycles. Churches popping up in each corner. Like if this was a franchise. When this is kingdom. Churches coming into areas that God never called them to come into with their own personal agenda, using the name of God. Now, I know some of you are saying, man, this is tough, Pastor, but this is a reality. This is what's going on. We are losing sight of what the true gospel is. We are losing sight of that. Many of us have still yet to forgive those who have hurt us. Part of the process of you growing and God using you takes from you to give. And God wants you to give those areas in your life that you have yet to give. Many of you have not forgiven the people that have hurt you. And God is using, God is going to use that against you. Because we are to forgive and let go and move on. <coughs> Now hold on to grudges. The Bible says that God will do vengeance. God will take care of that. Amen? It is our spiritual responsibility to pray 
to fast, to study, to worship, and to fellowship. The only way that we can tap into the true manifestation of God is by doing what God has called us to do. That is to pray, that is to study His Word, that is to fast, that is to worship, and also fellowship. And many of us are not doing that. That's why the churches of today are powerless. The Holy Spirit began to reveal to me how many ministries today are working based on people's opinion and not the conviction of the Spirit. And we are overriding that. The only way anything can last is based on the principles that it's formed which it develops what we call or forms a foundation. If we build a foundation based on people's opinion, we're not going to go anywhere. But if we base a foundation on the principles of God, then we're going to last forever. Because God's word is stamped on it. It is very important that this time in your life, that everything is at a standstill, that everything is paused, that everything has, has, has to a certain degree stopped for you to search yourself and say, God, what am I doing? Or what do I need to do? What are the areas in my life that I need to surrender? What are the areas in my life that I need to give? What are the doors that I need to close? What am I doing with my life? Am I just at the moment just living and, 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 and existing, but in reality not living accordingly to the way that you have called me? And it's time for us to ask ourselves those serious questions. Is this program that I'm watching on TV, is it good for me to watch Holy Spirit? These friendships that I have with people, uh, did you approve of these friendships? Did you approve of these businesses? Did you approve of this marriage? Did you approve of this the purchase of this house, this car? Have you approved that? No, we we rather run into those things and then ask later. No, we need to ask God every day, every day, every morning that I wake up. It's a ritual. I do it every morning. I say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. Teach me your ways. Every day I'm learning from God. I'm learning something new. The day that you stop learning is the day you stop growing. The day that you stop learning is the day that you stop growing. That's why some people can relate to this message because the Holy Spirit has revealed this message. Other people can't relate to this message because they're so far from the Holy Spirit that they have lost sight. And now they said, that's not of God, that's just of man, trying to bring fear and trying to take advantage during a time such as this. Well, let me tell you, if that was the case, then argue Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, when Jesus said out of his own mouth that the signs of the end times, one of them was going to be pestilence. Pestilence is what we're currently under. That means an epidemic that has turned into pandemic that they don't have absolutely right now to this morning any kind of cure to cure this virus that we're under. But we are not to forget who we are. 
because we cover ourselves with the blood of Jesus Christ. We are led by the Holy Spirit. We know where we go. We know where we stand. And we know that God, God is under control, even though the world feels like it's not under control. This is the moment that defines you. These messages are the messages that need to be preached from the altars. Amen? Many of you are running from your calling. This is the time that God's going to use you like never before to evangelize, to preach, to teach. Because many have fear. What if? What? I'm not ready. Maybe people won't accept me. Maybe, no, you are self-doubting. Not only yourself, but you're also rebuking the Holy Spirit because you're telling God, in other words, that you as an individual, you're not capable, you're, you're not equipped, you're not ready. God picked the wrong person. When in reality, God doesn't make mistakes. If God chose you, it was for a reason. So what's been going on in the last 10 years with the state of the church? The state of the church has lost sight of God to the point that the church today is now a seeker-friendly church. Now, I want to, to disclose with, to you what is a seeker-friendly church. A seeker-friendly church is it, it, coming more focused on not offending people, but embracing people. If I preach and it offends you, it's because there's something there. That you know ain't right, but you're still trying to make something wrong right when in reality it's wrong to begin with. <clears throat> the Spirit of the Lord doesn't come to offense, it comes to correct, it comes to bring enlightenment. The seeker friendly church today doesn't allow real repentance to take place. Real repentance comes to place when real sound doctrine is being preached. When issues are being addressed and not sugarcoated or swept under the rug. Adultery is still adultery in the eyes of God. Murder is still murder in the eyes of God. Homosexuality is an abomination in the eyes of God. You got that? Abortion is against God's will. Are you hearing me? All of these things are sinful acts that God doesn't approve of. Now, if you have an abortion, ask God for forgiveness, and He will forgive you. I'm not here to pull out your business. I'm here to address those hidden things that have yet to be addressed. Now, understand when I tell you this, this is what the Holy Spirit revealed to me. Amen? And if God has revealed it to me, then I'm not going to argue with Him. I'm going to bring it out. Now, the seeker-friendly church is based on more on emphasizing on big numbers and they associate these big numbers with the blessings of God. Don't get me wrong. There are many churches that are filled with a lot of people who are in fire with the Holy Spirit. But there's other churches that are filled not of the Holy Spirit. They're filled of themselves. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And what the seeker-friendly church does is that they look after people who are weak in their natural ways, and they try to bribe them, that's the word, bribe them into believing that God can accept them the way that they are, instead of leading people to the cross. When you lead someone to the cross, 
transformation begins to take place. I no longer like men. I no longer like women. I, I'm a man. I'm a woman. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying? There's not that confusion like we're having in today's society that I don't know if I'm a man. I don't know if I'm a woman. I don't know right from wrong. All of these things need to be judged. And the only way that we can make things better is by bringing people to the cross and letting the Holy Spirit bring conviction in them so they can confess their sins and be set free and delivered from their iniquities. Does that make any sense? But when we mislead people, and we say, well, well God got it. That's okay. God, God knows that you're still smoking crack. And that's fine. You know, one day you'll stop smoking crack. No, stop smoking crack now in the name of Jesus. Stop prostituting now in the name of Jesus. Stop being a drunkard in the name of Jesus. Stop abusing your wife in the name of Jesus. Stop, stop manipulating situations in the name of Jesus. Real men and women of God... Put an end and a stop to things that are not normal in the kingdom of God. But those that are hiding behind the pulpit are covering it up. You covered it up so much that now you don't even know what to say to the people because you yourself have no idea what's going on. Because you got caught up in the entertainment, you got caught up in your sin, you got caught up in your own agenda that you lost sight that God is still in control and God shut the world down. In less than two weeks. Everything stopped. In less than two weeks. Now don't tell, don't argue with me. Go to the Word. Those who have been in fire, those that have been connected with the Holy Spirit, those that have been walking righteously, understand that this day was set. And one day it was going to happen. We didn't know when, but we knew there were signs of it happening. And now that they're happening, they didn't catch us by surprise. You understand what I'm saying? We are, as individuals understand the times that we're in, and we're living based on the word. Now is the time for us to preach the true gospel and get into the hearts of people. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? This church, the, the Friendly Seeker Church, has fooled themselves. Because now God is pulling the rug from underneath their feet. They use marketing Instead of true evangelism. I'm going to bring you to my church because of what we have to offer. Rather than what God has to offer. <coughs> so we're going to have some Starbucks coffee. We're going to have some donuts. We're going to call a visual. And we're going to be eating pound cake. Instead of praying and interceding. And, 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 and it's sad to say this. But this is a reality. I'm a minister of God. I will be accounted. I will give account, better said. I don't want to go to heaven and be rebuked. I have fought this long way. I do not want to be rebuked, so I'd rather preach the truth, whether you like it or not. But it's a reality. What's wrong is wrong. Me as a father, from time to time, I ask my daughter, how am I doing as a father? And she tells me. And like the real man that I am, I accept it and I correct it. But many of us think that we're doing everything fine, everything is dandy, we're doing the best of it. According to who's saying that? I mean, if I was to view my own report, I'd have A pluses. But let the Holy Spirit review you and let's see if you have all A pluses. Let's see if you have it all together. 
you'll be surprised. There are things in, in you that you think you have together when in reality you don't. I've been married with my wife for 19 years. And there was a time that, that, that I thought I had it all together. Our relationship was, was going well until she said, you know what? I, I, I want to leave you. I don't want to no longer be with you. And I said to myself, why? What's going on? And, and, I, and I thought that she was happy, but in reality, she wasn't happy because I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was doing everything else except the things that I was supposed to be doing that I lost sight that I was supposed to be doing because I got so comfortable in my relationship that I forgot what I was supposed to be doing as a husband. It's okay to bring your wife flowers and a cup of coffee, but sometimes your wife wants intimacy. And when I'm speaking about intimacy, I'm also talking about our dialogue. Let's talk. How you doing, baby? How are you holding it down? How the kids? Things like things of that nature. But no, we try to override things by buying gifts, and that's what we do with the Holy Spirit. We're not in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're only in it for the benefit, but we're not completely committed. Are you here in the church? Because when you are completely committed to the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't be participating in the things or the accounts that God is bringing. Like, for example, jealousy. Why is there jealousy in ministry? It's in fact, I'm so fascinated how many ministers think like they're going to go upstairs to heaven and we're going to have a war show. Pastor so so hey, yeah, this Pastor Jose Martinez from the Resurrection Center, you know, what's up, I made it, what up? No. We're going to have a date with the judge of all judges, the judge that you cannot bribe. The judge that you cannot bribe. And one day we're going to give account. That's why I'd rather fix things now, even though it costs me. Even though it might hurt a little, but it's for the better. I don't want things. How, how many of you have, have started a project and halfway through it, you gave up on it? Or you hired someone to do a project and they only did half of the project. Half of the wall is painted that by the time you finish painting the wall, the colors will be so off, even though it's the same color. I mean, if you started painting, you might as well finish it, right? You don't like incomplete projects. And many of us are incomplete in more ways than one. And God is trying to get us to the place of completion. God is getting us ready. The Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit, getting us to a state of mind that we understand that the time that we're living in are critical. But they also demand from us more. Meaning that if I'm falling asleep while I'm praying, get yourself up. Start walking around. Start praying and start declaring. And if you lose sight or you're losing your train of thought of what to pray for, what to pray ask the Holy Spirit, leave. Holy Spirit, teach me how to pray. Teach me what to pray for. Reveal to me, Lord. Take me to that place that you want me. Are you hearing me, church? But many churches today are not doing that. They're focusing more on positive thinking than reality. You can think all the possibilities you want to think. But the fact of the matter is, you have to face reality. If you're broke, no matter how positive you think you're going to think, you're still broke because you haven't done anything to correct your brokenness. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go to the bank and the numbers are going to go up. But you're going to make no deposits. You can think positive all you want. I have seen people think positive 
in the middle of a mess, they have never taken the initiative to say, let me clean this mess. Maybe if I clean this mess, then positive results will come out of it. But no. One day this house is going to be clean. One day my kids are going to be straight. They're going to be living right. No, sometimes you got to knock down some doors. I do what I have in my house from time to time. It's time to fold clothes. No, but I'm watching something. No, I fold the laptop. I fold it. Put it away. We're going to fold clothes. Oh, no, not today, tomorrow. Go grab all the clothes that you wash and throw it in their bed. Throw it in their room. That way they can't get inside the room. The only way they can get in there is when they fold that pile. They got to fold that pile. And if I was you, I'd go to the extent of taking a picture and posting that on Facebook and say, look, look who lives here. Miss Sam. Mac Daddy. Mac Daddy's Underwear is all that's profile. <coughs> Underwear's got more street. <laughs> Can I get a round of applause for <laughs> that? So in all reality, what God is doing is waking up the church. Waking up the church. We are his children. God is blessing us. There's no doubt about that. God is going to bless us like you have no idea. But we have to get it right. We have to get it right. Now, I want to look at Matthew very quickly before we close. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. Matthew chapter 21, verse 13. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, and then he said, it is written, my house shall be, a call, shall be called a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. <laughs> Am I proving the point? This house is a house of prayer, not a house of entertainment, not a place of socialism, democracy. Dictatorship? No, it's a house of prayer. And Jesus says you have turned it into a den of thieves. You know, I was watching the other day uh, on YouTube some of the extreme measures that churches have gone to today that they have lost sight. They had a pastor preaching a sermon on a treadmill. Now, if you don't believe me, you can Google it up and you'll see it. Ministers coming out of the second balcony, like if they were Jesus onto the altar, like if it was a platform created to draw attention, all these crazy things are taking place in the church. And people are oblivious to us because the church is sleeping. You cannot discern. You can't discern because there's no relationship. There's no relationship with God. Relationship requires commitment. And how, do, how are you committed to something when you devote time to it? How can you rebuke a demon that has been existing before you came into existence when you yourself can't even pray correctly? 
You don't medicate people who have demons. You don't counsel demons. You, you rebuke them. And the only way you can rebuke them is through the word of God. But you have to be living right with God. Amen? It is time for us to reconsider. It is time for us to reconsider ourselves and our actions. It is time for us to start saying, you know what, God? Work in me. I ain't right. Every five minutes, every other thought that comes through my mind, it's not a right thought. Noah preached for 120 years about a flood. And the Bible says that the condition of the people was that even their thoughts were wicked. Everything that men thought in those days was wicked. Nothing was righteousness. And only Noah and his family got saved. Have you considered some of the music that you've been listening to? Some of the movies that you've been listening to? Some of the programs that you've been watching? Now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love Netflix, but I have turned down a lot of programs and a lot of movies because every other word is an F word. And eventually, if I let it sit there in the atmosphere, it will take control of my tongue. And before you know it, I'll be reenacting what was acted in front of the TV. It is our responsibility to put an end to that. Our children are being swept away. Our children are being introduced to pornography at the age of eight because their parents are not taking the initiative to see what they're seeing on their smartphones and the kids are tapping into hardcore pornography. All kind of pornography is bad pornography, but they're seeing images that will forever change their young minds and bring them into corrupt minds. And when they become adults or before they become adults, they will be engaging in this kind of behavior. Now, who's to blame? Can't blame the White House. You are to take control of your house. You are. You are. Now, there's something that you have that sometimes you undermine. That's the Holy Spirit. Because if you utilize the Holy Spirit the right way, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you people living in your house hiding money from you and taking advantage from you. Oh, yeah. You'd be surprised how, how many times you, you, you were like, oh, this, this brother ain't got no money. Wash their clothes. <clears throat> and watch that money get dried up in that dryer. I, I have this mindset. If I find finders keepers, that's how I roll. I'm becoming rich watching clothes. No, I'm just joking. But, but what I'm saying is you'd be surprised how many people are taking advantage of you right now. How many people are destroying you? How many people are stealing from you? You'd be surprised. This is a time for you to sweep the house clean. Now that you're out of work, now that you're out of school, now that everything has stopped, now it's time to go. God, Holy Spirit, help me, help me, show me, show me. Where, where do you want me to begin? And you'd be surprised. Some of the things that the Holy Spirit is going to be revealing to you. Now, for those who are here and those who are watching us, 
We're going to take this opportunity and we're going to present ourselves to God. Amen. You can put me a little song here. And I want you to be in your feet. And we're going to recommit ourselves to God. We're going to re-recommit ourselves to God. And those who are watching us, do this at 